Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo, discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks. I'm Jason DeFilippo. And I'm Brian Schulmeister. Are you uh, happy you're in Canada? Yep. <laughs> fun week, fun week. Uh, Actually, it seems like a month, but yeah, what it is. <laughs> you know, it just... Uh... It just keeps going, doesn't it? Like we 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 started with COVID, and a week felt like a month, and a month felt like a year, and then we had all the protests. And a week felt like a month, and a month felt like a year, and we were still in COVID. And then we had the election, and a week felt like a month, and a month felt like a year, and we still <laughs> had COVID. And now we got this. <laughs> it's so funny. It's like I I feel like I haven't talked to you. It, it, this, the time that we've it, we have not spoken in you know seven days, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it really feels the distance between the last show we did and this show feels like the entirety of the Christmas break. <laughs> so yeah, much is, <laughs> so much. I mean, this is a I, I, some people I think will be disappointed in this show because I, I, I'm too tired to even do rants about everything that's happening. And I, I know some people want that from us and other people will be disappointed in the show because we're not going to talk about virtual ces very much and it's going to be political there's no winning well, they, here <laughs> we never talk about ces so that's okay that's true yeah ces is not our you know not our jam so yeah unless unless there's some great teledildonic startup that we can riff on but uh <laughs> i don't know this year but, yeah uh, um yeah it's well, let's it's get good. going let's get into yeah. this well it's true to everyone who said we were making too much of this trump stuff the line to kiss our asses starts at patreon.com slash gog uh, there you have it we were right uh you know but uh i i don't even know what to say just following social media and all that sort of stuff but uh people i i don't expect anybody to apologize to us because oh, people no. people would rather forgive the person that wronged them than forgive the friend that warned them because we make them feel stupid that is a that is a truism in life, uh, to which I say what they said to us four years ago: "Fuck your feelings and suck it up, snowflake." That's true. That's yeah. true. I do have to say the 2021 does have the worst 14 day trial ever since Quibi. Yep. Uh, I would like to uh, I would like a refund and like to skip on to the next one if we could. <laughs> but uh, since we are somewhat of a tech show, sometimes I need, I need I'm going to interject some tech notes here as as you go along as you trundle along with your. <laughs> your news. Uh, Roku has acquired the rights to all of the Quibi content. Now, the number that was going around was $100 million, but apparently somebody that was on the inside says, oh, no, 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 it was significantly less than $100 million. So, uh, as it should be. Uh, was there any show that broke out? Was there anything that even got buzz? Uh, as I thought far they as had an Emmy nomination in there somewhere. They might have. I yeah. mean, you know, money can buy <laughs> those things. Here's the thing, though. <laughs> if if your show is in 37 parts, do you get 37 Emmy nominations? That's an interest. No, you don't. Uh, same, <laughs> you don't. Okay. same way as normal TV shows work. You, you, okay. su you submit one uh, under 10 minute chunk. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I, I, I mean, maybe Roku will also acquire the rights of the presidency at this point. It seems it's all <laughs> going left, right, and center. Uh, I saw the best meme ever. I, I absolutely the best meme. And as you were just stating, even though this meme is only five days old, it feels like a lifetime ago. Uh, this was by a, a, a Twitter account called Sketches by Bose, and it says 2016. It's only four years. How bad can it get? 
2021. Are the armed insurrectionists storming the Capitol aware that there is a plague ravaging the land? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have to say, though, that uh, you could sum that up with the uh, the two photos that everybody was putting side by side. The, uh, the inauguration photo of Donald mm-hmm. Trump at the Capitol and then the... Capital one year burning. later, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> With uh, and my, one of my favorite uh, memes was all of the white guys climbing the wall, and everybody labeled it Honky Kong. <laughs> Honky Kong. <laughs> I like Vanilla Isis too. That was just one of my favorites. Uh, oh, yeah. So good. Yeah, and you know, I, I think we're kind of almost forgetting in all this news that uh, we are just hitting peaks with COVID nineteen every single day. Every single day is the worst day. Um, lest we forget, we are in a pandemic that is actually far, far worse than it's ever been. In fact, it's even so bad now that the NBA isn't sure they can play some of their games because not enough players can take part. There you have it. Are you surprised about that, though? I mean, I know they were the shining beacon of the bubble, but, Mm -hmm. you know, like I said, when this whole thing started and everybody was talking about the bubble and we're going to do this, we're going to have studios and everybody has to rotate out every couple months. I have seen every zombie movie ever made, and it only takes one dumb shit to ruin the lives of everyone. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's very true. And speaking of just being up here in Canada and kind of what what our take, what the Canadian take is on it, it's not good. I mean, we're looking down there going, well, what? What is going on? I, I figured it was the standard takeoff, eh? Yeah, well, there was a good article in the Toronto Star here. Uh, the, the dreamers who left a Trump's America for life in Canada, and they say even Joe Biden won't lure them back. Uh, you're losing the best and brightest America, not just the tech talent. We've covered that many, many times over the past couple of years. Uh, tech is not going to the USA anymore. They're going other places. But you're losing regular hardworking people who just happen to not be white. And uh, they've decided we're not going to go to the U.S. We don't have a good quality of life there. Our quality of life is better elsewhere. And I don't see uh, I don't see going back even under a Democratic president. Yeah, it's not worth the effort. You know, it's like it's Canada. You have really nice people, really shitty weather and Tim Hortons. (laughs) So it it all balances. It's a a balance. Yeah, (laughs) really is. In the news. So this is the first time in uh, 491 shows that I felt that the news was just coming so fast and quick and I was just getting so burnt out that I basically stopped collecting articles for the show. (laughs) I've deleted more articles for this show than I have put in for any other show that we've ever had. Because, yeah, Yeah. it was just like – then you just – you just declare Trump bankruptcy at some point. You kind of do. I I, I guess there's a couple points to share in case you're under a rock or don't see news or – have half a brain uh this thing wasn't a joke uh it appeared so at first with the silly images from you know the guy in the chewbacca bikini running around and idiots you know posing with stuff in the capital uh but the more video we saw and the more that we saw what the journalists did and and the capitol police the ones that didn't open up the gates for people yeah (laughs) uh that's bad um it's dark and it was scary and it was an attempted coup uh i don't you know there's no denying it anymore except of course there is denying it everybody's denying (laughs) it (laughs) i just i love the people that said no it was antifa and they're like no guess what nope (laughs) it was not (laughs) 
<laughs> didn't wear a mask, and you uh, basically posted it on your Facebook account where you said "maga yeah. maga maga." <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is this is the thing that is just killing me about this is everybody has just implicated themselves, and now it's boohoo because there are consequences. So yeah, see, we're gonna we got a lot of technology to talk about with this, though. Uh, I think we have it sprinkled throughout the show, but uh, we do, we do. I, you know, the, and one of the big things that I guess that it falls upon us to discuss is is the plat- the deplatforming that's happened and yes. the the whining about that. Well, I, I, I had this lower down in the show, but we'll just bring it up right now. Well, let's call this the big red button of treason. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so this is what happens when big tech says no. This is when they turn on the sprinklers. Like mm-hmm. I've said many times, you build your build your house in somebody's backyard. Don't get pissed off when they turn on the sprinklers. This is the sprinklerization of Donald J. Trump uh, and and everybody that has been around him. There's lots of splash damage. Because, you know, we have talked many, many times about how the government can track you. And obviously, a lot of these people don't listen to our show because we are seeing <laughs> it brought out in full fucking force right now. And, you know, it's it's good that it's happening. It's a shame it took this long and it took this for for these social media giants to wake up and kind of say, hey, hold on a second. We do have some responsibility here. And, oh, <laughs> oh we have these terms of service that we could actually enforce. Yeah, well, uh, God, the uh, the problem here is, yes, we're happy that they have hit the big red button of treason right now. Yes. Uh, The problem is once it's been pushed, how easy is it to push again? You know that we've talked about this with Cloudflare when Cloudflare has gone on uh, on their basically uh, cancel culture, you know, (laughs) sprees. It's like, yeah, we don't like the frogs turning gay guy. Let's turn him off. Let's turn that guy off. Okay, let's turn everybody else off. So there's going to be a lot of discussion in the next coming years about uh, how much power do they have? What recourse do normal people have? Because Parler is actually suing Amazon now for turning them off. Mm-hmm. And that is, you know, I, I, I think that's cute. I think that's I think really it's cute, cute as well. <laughs> they don't have a fucking leg to stand on. No, again, uh, the, this this is when that terms of service that everybody just glist, you know scrolls on by and clicks the yes I read it button comes into play. Um, they did break yeah. the terms of service. And here's the thing: terms of service is not like trademark. If you do not actively enforce a trademark, you can lose your trademark. Terms of service are kind of like that. Yeah, we'll let you slide on this one. Yeah, we'll let you slide on this one. <laughs> ah, now you're screwed now. Forget about it. And they can't come back and say, well, you let this guy slide. You let that guy slide. You let that guy slide. It doesn't matter. It's like you still broke the terms of service. You're out, you know? Yep. Yep. It's it like doesn't matter. you with a cop saying that, yeah, that guy was going Everybody fast. Else that was guy speeding. was going fast. Yeah. So why'd you pick me? He's like, because I wanted to. You're still speeding. You still broke the law. So here's your ticket, bitch. Yep, so. pretty much. I, I think the two big takeaways for tech for me this week is is we need to deprioritize social media in terms of news and, and the public welfare. Uh, I think that we yeah. have relied upon it way too heavily, and I think that this is this is exactly what happens and what comes from it. Uh, the other thing that really came out of it, and it's something that you and I both know and uh, many of our listeners know, but I think we forget about it a lot. Uh, the Internet is not decentralized anymore. It is very much centralized, and if oh, somebody yes. wants to push off on you, they can. 
Yes. Yes, they can. <laughs> now, uh, the news part, you know how much money is involved with that? That's never going to change. Uh, that's just like saying, hey, you know, 24-hour news networks have just as much blame as the internet at this point. Nobody's going to get rid of them either because there's just too much money, too many jobs involved. It's never going away. Now, you, you can say that people have personal responsibility not to watch that crap, but come on. Let's be adults <laughs> here. We know that people are dumb fucks and they're going to watch whatever they want to watch and they're going to go down those rabbit holes. So, you know, it's it's going to be a slippery slope going forward, like we said, and uh, everybody's going to get knocked down. And one thing that you have to also realize is the United States is not the Internet. It's a big, wide world out there. It's a big, wide world, and servers can go in a lot of places. Granted, we do own the DNS, which makes it a little easier to turn people off, but it just turns uh, whack-a-mole into an international game of whack-a-mole. Yeah, yeah, it is. It does. And, uh, you know, obviously we watched I, – I was actually on Twitter and watched uh, Trump meltdown in real time. I don't know if you were, but it was um, – <laughs> Of course, it was. was. It was. It was very funny, uh, you know. Yeah, uh, I was on when they shut off his account, and then I saw, you know, the attempt to tweet at POTUS, and then the attempt to tweet at the poor IT guy. <laughs> I mean, this—he was literally running around the White House just grabbing people's phones, uh, trying oh, to tweet. Have, I mean, the the game that we played here at the house was, "What's he thinking? What's he thinking? He's <laughs> got to be freaking the fuck out because his lifeline has been taken away." And when the next day after his account was shut down. The silence was beautiful. Oh, it was the beautiful. The silence was just beautiful. And then it's just like, how much power did he have because of social media? He had all the power, which means guess who had all the power? Jack, the entire time. But we've been saying this for four years. Jack should have shut him down in the beginning and we would not have been in this situation. Exactly. Exactly. It's very true. And and it's and then of course the uproar uh from the idiots saying that this is, you know, stymieing free speech. Uh nope. no. Nope. He's no, he's the not. president. He can call a press conference at any time at three in the morning and all of the reporters will be there and all of his words will be printed in the papers. Yeah. Uh, I mean and, he can walk out on the front yard front yard uh, buck naked with a with one of those big uh horned helmets on and give a press press conference. Hey, we got a few more days. We've got a few more days to go. That could still happen. <laughs> this is true. Today he's off to the Alamo, which uh, I believe is just so great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, this is uh, – should he be should he be removed from office? Personally, I think so. Uh, I like to – I mean, what's he doing with his time right now? Um, Slate has reports. United States essentially leaderless as President feuds with Twitter and the PGA Tour because they took away his golf. Uh, the tournaments will no longer take place on any of his golf courses. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is all much ado about nothing. All that stuff is kind of silly. If you really want to see how bad it's gotten for Mr. Trump, uh, the banks, the banks, oh, yeah. are leaving, the banks are leaving him. The banks will not do business with him anymore. That hurts. Mm -hmm. uh, he can he can fume all he wants about Twitter, but that's going to be the real thing that takes him down. Uh, speaking of the international aspect of this, I, I thought I, re I did read through this article. I don't know if you did, but I'm, I'm curious about your thought on this. After Trump, should Twitter also ban all the dictators? Yes. Yeah, I agree, too. Yes. Uh huh. Um, uh, you do not have a natural right to Twitter. Uh, and I think uh, when it comes to all of this stuff, I think Facebook is way more dangerous than Twitter. Uh, Trump was an anomaly as far as fomenting dissent. Uh, when it comes to the real problem, it's Facebook. And yep. I mean, there's Myanmar. That's all you have to do is look at Myanmar. That's it. I saw a really um, interesting proposal that basically Facebook should no longer allow anybody to create a group. It has to be approved. Uh, 
I don't think that's going to fly. I just think <laughs> that uh, I don't think government officials should be allowed on social media. <laughs> How about that? If you have a job in government, yeah, you you give up your right to uh, have have a voice on social media. You can't reach the people directly anymore, Jason. Uh, it's what television's for and radio, <laughs> shortwave, Morse code. No, beep, I, beep, I, I beep, don't beep. I don't agree with that. I totally think that they should I know, have. It's, it's, uh, it's, but it's, I I do think it, it it is time, and I don't know how we do it because again, what what are the stats on on the amount of hours of footage that is being uploaded to YouTube every minute? Moderation and and actual enforcement of terms of service has to start now. Moderation at scale is never going to work. We know. I know that. it is done. It's over. It, you but cannot do it. I will argue that uh, since these companies are making billions, and that's in the B billions of dollars, they need to start spending more money on figuring it out. There's another option: charge people to upload shit to your network. That's true. You know, there's always there's there's always other options that people are too scared to talk about. <laughs> that but, is true. You know, the long and the short of it, I just put it down as uh is my 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 one line for the week that actually got me shadow banned for a while on Twitter, which is great because I I dropped the H word. Twitter <laughs> and Jack, or yeah, it's Twitter and Jack banning Trump in the last minutes of the final act is about the same as the moral equivalent of Hitler saving a kitten, which I still <laughs> believe. But uh, yeah, I got shadow banned for that one, which was pretty funny. Yeah, that's pretty funny. But my yeah. favorite headline of all was a uh, Gizmodo, which had Jack oh. offs Trump. Which is the best. That it's, is the best. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it, it, none of this uh, has really done much. Um, FBI is now warning that armed protests are being planned at all 50 state capitals and in Washington, D.C. We shall see if that's much ado about nothing. It could just be five people uh, well, showing people up. people showed up at the big Twitter protest yesterday, so yeah, the signs point to. Yeah. And I would like to just put things into perspective with this because I have to talk people off the ledge all the time. This is where I get I get down on twenty four hour news cycles and mainstream media. Mm -hmm. I, I too am, am am not if you if you listen to five percent of what they say, that's about the average of you know where you should be with what is really going on. Donald Trump got seven over seventy million votes, right? Mm-hmm. He has been talking for weeks and weeks now about how everything was stolen from him and taken from him. And everybody should show up because we're going to storm the castle and we're going to do it on this day. Out of 70 million people, approximately 8,000 people showed up. Yep. Out of those 8,000 people, a much smaller subset are the ones that stormed the, the Congress building. Mm -hmm. Now, extrapolate that out to his network around the world. And after seeing... Everybody who will everybody will eventually be caught and you know dragged in front of the uh, the back shed yep. to be shot at least you know metaphorically, metaphorically. if not <laughs> if not uh, the the guy with the fire uh, the fire extinguisher he should be shot no matter what. Although um, I will tell you if this were the other way around and there were a bunch of black people that did that they would not be metaphorically being shot. No, they wouldn't be. No, they, they would have been be. shot. So just just extrapolate those numbers and look at it. And yes, it was a terrible thing. But turning this into a quote unquote civil war, I think, is the height of hyperbole. I think that I, I'm looking forward to everybody coming out at one time and trying to, you know, do what they're going to do, because that just puts all these people in the same spot at the same time. So we can just start sweeping them up. Yeah, and, uh, this yeah. is all going to come out. Um 
we will get into many of the reasons why later in the show. <laughs> yes, we will. <laughs> uh, and I'm looking forward to a very uh, straightforward, uh, here is exactly what happened, here is what you said, sir, and here is what you said, sir, and here is what you did, sir, and we have the video right here, and we have your tweets, and we have your parlor posts that you tried to delete. And uh, <laughs> there will be a reckoning, and it's not going to be pretty, and the U.S. is going to get a hell of a black eye from this, but uh, there will not be a civil war. Trump will be taken out of office um and we will try to move forward the best we can yes we will and speaking of things being laid bare let's talk some important stuff <laughs> okay let's do it <laughs> we will be finding out all ufo information sort of buried in the last federal omnibus spending bill signed into law on december 27th 2020 which is about 18 lifetimes ago right now yeah. <laughs> notable for its inclusion of coronavirus relief is a mandate that may bring ufo watchers one step closer to finding out what the government knows so according to Snopes, the Office for the Director of National Intelligence has confirmed that it included a 180-day window for the U.S. Director of National Intelligence and the Secretary of Defense, assuming we have any at that point, exactly. to prepare a report for senators and armed service committees on the potential existence of UFOs and any potential they may have to pose a threat. Of course, there is language in there that says there is a classified annex for sensitive information, so we may not get shit. <laughs> okay. It's funny, too, because uh, this week I read an article over at Science Alert that I was going to put in bric-a-brac but ended up scrapping it. But since you put this in here, I thought it would be fun to bring back. An astronomer who believes in aliens explains why he's not convinced by UFO sightings. Right. And it's a good read, and he lays out a lot of the – you know, the stuff that we usually know, the Fermi's paradox and all that good stuff. If you're not if you're not up to speed on that, then go read the yeah. article and Google all the terms because that'll get you up to speed. But <laughs> And it is always important to remember that UFO just means unidentified flying object. It does not mean alien. I have a feeling we're gonna learn about a lot of now declassified drones. Yeah, exactly. That, that too. That too. Although uh, there's a new book coming out that uh, we'll talk about soon that actually uh, makes the case that uh, we have been visited by aliens and recently. Oh, bullshit. I believe that as much as I believe that the horn guy should be running our government. Media Candy. Okay, let's just call this what this really is. Media candy is now just this week in escapism. Because uh, what I have learned from the past seven days, I guess the past four fucking years, is that uh, I sleep better when I don't watch the news. Mm -hmm. So I watch other things. I watch Star Trek Discovery, STD, which you <sighs> also can't get rid of. What did you think about that finale, Brian? Spoiler alerts coming up, people. So fast forward if you, if you got them. Yeah, it was it was disappointing. Uh, the the reasons for the burn, blah. I hated that whole storyline. Didn't care Dude. about the characters. Didn't. It was such a mamby pamby way to go about it. Uh, ending up with Burnham, of course, as captain, and everything's hunky dory, and we're just going to exist now that the lithium is back, and and we're going to rebuild the Federation. That's going to be the the next season. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Honestly, they could cut it right now and I'd be fine. Yeah, I mean, it felt like it, they could have ended the show right there. Um, I, you know, I don't know where they're going to go with it. I don't, I'm not, I'm just not that interested. Yeah, I'm just not that into you, STD. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, it's uh, all everything. There were so many uh, just so convenience uh, things oh, yeah, going on yeah. in the show like oh, okay the ship that's been there a hundred some odd years uh, breaks just right when you happen to be there okay 
All right, sure. Well, there, there, no. was, there was there was an inciting event where the kid got pissed off because they showed up and he broke the ship because they were there. So that was that bit, but yeah. still, it was stupid. It, it, it was dumb. I, I, I can't I was, had a tantrum and destroyed the known universe. Yeah, <laughs> okay, ba- great. basically, basically. So and, and, yeah. and would this kid not be in protective custody for the rest of his goddamn life if everybody found out that he had a tantrum? In it my wasn't mom's him. It was Antifa, up. Jason. It was oh, Antifa. That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh god uh, anyway yeah no, it was dumb it was just it, dumb yeah I, i'm with you on it i did i found myself not caring um i thought the season started pretty strong and i was kind of into it and uh the more it went on the less i cared and um we'll see i mean if they continue the show as is like i said a snooze fest uh if they're going to reboot it i don't see how uh, I just don't see why. You know, we've why. got two new series coming out. We've got uh, the Michelle Yeoh series, and we've got the uh, uh, Captain What's His Nut series. Uh, uh, Pike. Yeah. Pike. <laughs> yeah, those two can take over the reins and get rid of this one because this one is just. Oh, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, put this one on the lower decks. How about that? <laughs> uh, been watching Succession still. Mm. God, I love that show. It's a good I show. have found I have found that I have turned. You know kind of into a dick watching it more than usual, which is pretty fun. Uh, I do, I do, you know, I, I, I feel for the main character, Logan Roy, Brian Cox. Uh, you are a dick. Yes, I am. <laughs> and I just That's love... That's like feeling for, for uh, the, the Trump uh, Tweedledees and Tweedledums. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I was going to pull a uh, one of his signature fuck-offs for the show, at the end, and then mm-hmm. I found like a three and a half minute supercut of every <laughs> fuck off in the entirety of Succession. There's a lot that is like fuck off is their spirit animal. It over is there. It is. I cannot it, wait. It is the frack of Succession. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I cannot wait for season three. Hopefully, they'll get back on that soon. Uh, we're we are going to switch over to Billions, which is probably going to make me even a bigger dick. Which is it's such a good show, such a good show. But unfortunately, season five got cut short because of the Rona. Right, and they're they're going to finish filming season five hopefully soon. <laughs> what am I talking about? We're not getting that to twenty twenty six. I'll be long dead by then. Yeah. Well, with a with a discovery done, I was getting ready to cancel my CBS uh, All Access subscription until I realized I still have the stand to finish, which they mm-hmm. are dribbling out. And for what it's worth, I'm still enjoying it greatly. And a massive kudos to the casting directors. Now, uh, Whoopi Goldberg and Alexander Skarsgård, who play the light and the dark, respectively, main main baddies and goodies, are the only missteps for me. I'm still not thrilled with the, with them uh, I was good with the mother Abigail from the 1994 version which is Ruby D but so far no one has done Randall Flagg justice at all Jamie Sheridan was just terrible in that one uh, that was my my biggest pain point in that particular version um, he's uh, Alexander Skarsgård is better but not great uh, my real issue with watching it right now is we're going into the extreme sadness porn part of the story okay no and, spoilers and I'm still reading the book I'm not gonna I'm not gonna but this is this is when the story gets sad before you know picking back up in the final okay. battle so i'm sad enough right now so i don't know if i want to watch the next <laughs> two episodes of this uh so that's where we're at but it's it's very well done and i'm enjoying it and i won't be canceling cbs until they've dribbled this out to the end okay so. i do like alexander skarsgård that sucks he's not a good fit but it just say yeah. it doesn't fit with my Randall flag, you know, that, that okay. again, this is the problem with any adaptation of a beloved book of yours, right? Mm-hmm. You have yeah. in your head what you think it should be. And yeah, 
So. I had that problem with Good Omens recently. So yeah, same thing, same thing. Uh, I subscribed to Discovery Plus so I could get my beloved Food Network up here in Canada via VPN. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm the one because of all the licensing, blah blah blah, and which is great. Unlike the confusing Food Network Kitchen app that I got for free for a year from Amazon, which only works on mobile devices and can't be tossed to a TV. This is the real deal. All the show on the various networks, uh, Food Network Discovery, blah blah blah. Except, and this caused me to fire off a fiery tweet pre-insurrection. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Brian has unleashed a fiery tweet. Stop the presses. Uh, they're not up to date with current broadcast schedules on a ton of the shows. Many really? are months, if not a season or two behind. And here's the thing. If I'm paying your blood money to get access to your entire network and all of your shows and all of your archives, I expect you to keep your fucking shows up to date on your pay app. I don't yeah. want my Christmas cooking shows to be show up on your app in the spring or summer when they're aired on broadcast networks before fucking Christmas. Otherwise, what exactly am I paying a premium for? Yeah, that should be a 24-hour turnaround, if that, you know? Yes, but they're all so far behind. And so I tweeted, like, what the hell? Are, are you going to bring them up to date? Because there's no information to be found anywhere. It doesn't, you know, you cannot find any information about when shows are going to be posted, anything like that. But, like, all of my favorite Food Network shows, they're all, like, before I even left Canada. I've seen all those shows. Seen them all, yeah. <laughs> thank you, so, for, thank you for signing up to Discovery Plus reruns. Yeah, so they basically just stole five bucks out of my wallet this month for nothing. So yeah. until I, I'm going to cancel, I think until I can get an answer about this or what, what I don't even know how to get an answer. Who am I supposed to call? Okay, <laughs> Ghostbusters. Yeah, call and Guy Fieri. <laughs> apparently, yes, I will call Guy Fieri and say, "What the actual fuck did I just pay you for?" I gotta uh, say though, I've been watching a lot of Guy Fieri's grocery games from home. They've been doing these from home. Mm -hmm. You're not a Guy Fieri fan, so uh, I like diners, drive-ins, and dives quite a bit. Have you watched these grocery games that they do I, from see? Their I homes? don't like the reality shows. That's oh. the thing for me. I like the actual cooking shows and all these that, are cooking so. shows. Yeah, they're, I they're... know, but it's a competition, blah, blah, blah. But it's fun because they got a lot of people from uh, Triple D in there anyway. Anyway, I thought it was fun. <laughs> We've been watching it. It's, it's pretty good. All right. And uh, in other sad news, uh, Jeopardy's final Alex Trebek episode just aired on Friday. And they did do a, a little warm, fuzzy tribute. Uh, the link is in the show notes, so you can watch that. Uh, the clips highlight Trebek's warmth, charm, and humor. But above all, they show how much fun he was having hosting Jeopardy. Uh, he will be missed. Little yep, tear in the eye. Oh, uh, I did find this over at uh, Ars Technica. What I learned playing 30 plus years worth of Jeopardy video games. So I a, wasted a nice 30 plus years. <laughs> walking down the, the history of those now also in the news which is kind of fucked up uh ken jennings is taking over for a while as yeah. the host as and i think he should be permanent i i do believe so as well but he got uh swept up in the bean dad debacle with john roderick from the the long winters yep and uh a lot of people who can't take a fucking joke i know uh, irony is dead mm -hmm. now, it was a joke it was a fucking joke. And everybody went back through uh, John Roderick's old tweets and, you know, there were there's little fucking snowflakes calling him a Nazi and shit like that. I'm like, if if you cannot figure out if a tongue is firmly planted in a cheek on the Internet, you should not be on the Internet because a lot of his old jokes are pretty fucking funny. Uh, <laughs> and he's <laughs> it is nothing what these people think him to be. But, uh, yeah, the, so the level to which that. he had to apologize. Oh, so stupid is unbelievable for a story about 
it was a story that was amplified. He's a it was a fucking joke. I know these people are saying that. Okay, so just the long and the short of it is, his kid wanted some beans, and he said, "Okay, figure out how to put some beans in a pan." And here's a can opener, can opener, and you got to figure it out. And it took her six hours to figure it out. So he starved his kid for six hours, which, by the way, in most countries, is the time between <laughs> lunch and dinner. Uh, I would like to point out. So true. What's the big fucking deal? <laughs> Look, he was and just teaching her intermi- intermittent fasting. It's all exactly. the rage. <laughs> God, at least he didn't try the Wim Hof method and throw her into a bucket of ice water. Jesus. It, and the kid came out of it with a, a, a useful skill, how to use a can opener. So yes, the internet fucking sucked on that one big time. But Ken got wrapped up in that as well. So yeah. And this seems like a fine time to remind people about tweetdelete.net. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your I tweets current often. people and don't give don't give everybody a history to go through out of context. Yes, I have a I have a recurring uh, calendar message that reminds me to go do it once a month and remove anything that's over a month old. Of and course, I recommend for you. everybody else do it. <laughs> of course for you and I we would really need podcastdelete.net. Hey, to I scrub like- these shows from the internet after they have aired. <laughs> yeah, no, we're good, man. We're good. I do want to do a quick final shout out and media candy here to my friend Sean Rafferty. He just launched his new podcast, the Security Pro Podcast. He was a security expert for twenty years, and he talks about all that fun stuff that mm-hmm. uh, I like. You know, <laughs> the, how to not get shot and killed or stabbed type of stuff, and. Uh, <laughs> It's good. It's really good. He's doing a good job with it. So check it out. Excellent. This episode is brought to you by Delete Me. Today, I want to share something personal and honestly a bit alarming. Now, on this show, we talk a lot about how much of our personal info is out there. We're talking about home addresses, contact details, and even information about your family. And if you've ever felt that uneasy feeling about your privacy, you're not alone. That's why I want to tell you about Delete Me. It's a game changer for protecting your personal information. As someone who's been through the ringer with spam calls and phishing attempts, finding Delete Me felt like a breath of fresh air. Could your potential views expose you to cybercrimes, identity theft, or even violence in this election year? The amount of personal data available online has tripled from 2019 to 2023. Angry individuals motivated by their political beliefs can now easily access personal details from data brokers for 98% of U.S. citizens, putting you at risk of harassment and identity theft. Fortunately, you can safeguard your data with Delete Me. Delete Me scours the internet, finding and removing you and your family's personal data from hundreds of data broker websites. And they don't just do it once, they monitor your information to ensure that it stays private. I signed up and provided the specifics on what I wanted to go, and the team at Delete Me took it from there. They keep me in the loop with regular updates, showing exactly where my info was popping up and confirming when it was removed. Seeing how dedicated they are to protecting my privacy is a relief. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now available at a special discount for our listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan today when you go to joindeleteme.com slash GOG and use promo code GOG at checkout. 
The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash GOG and enter code GOG at checkout. One more time, that's J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash G-O-G with code G-O-G at checkout. Are you hungry? I am. Which means it's a perfect time to talk about Factor. Why not make your spring a breeze with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals? Picture this. Every meal is fresh, never frozen, crafted by top chefs, and has the dietitian's thumbs up. Plus, they're ready to roll in just two minutes. You've got 35 mouth-watering options to choose from each week. Whether you're into calorie-smart keto, ramping up your protein, or keeping it green with vegan and veggie, Factors got you covered. And there's more. Each week brings over 60 extras, including breakfast, grab-and-go lunches, snacks, and drinks to keep your energy up and your taste buds happy all day. So, what's the holdup? Dive in today and give your spring the tasty kickstart it deserves. As someone who's lived off microwave meals for most of his life, I can confidently say that Factor's chef-crafted dishes blow anything else I've had out of the water. The chicken stays juicy, the veggies are crisp, and the flavors are absolutely delicious. I'm talking about meals like their artichoke and spinach chicken and the spicy poblano beef bowl out of this world. Are you craving a touch of gourmet? Well, check out the meals featuring luxury ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. It's fancy dining without the fuss. And speaking of no fuss, the meals are a total breeze. Forget about prepping, cooking, and cleaning. Just heat up your meal and enjoy the deliciousness. Plus, everything's tailored to fit your life. Customize your weekly meal plan to get exactly what you need, whenever you need it. Need to pause or shift your deliveries? No problem. It's all designed to work around your schedule. Factor is your solution for fast, premium meals without the need for cooking. And Factor is celebrating Earth Day all month long. Look out for the Earth Month Eats badge on the menu for the lowest carbon footprint meals. Head to factormeals.com slash grumpy50 and use code grumpy50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code grumpy50 at factormeals.com slash grumpy50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite clear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ups and doodads. I have finally given in to the fact that it is winter here and it is cold and I will not be doing my outside bike rides here once I actually even get my bike here uh, for large chunks of the year. So I gave in and I purchased the Echelon Smart Connect Fitness Bike. 
Okay, how's that working out for you? Uh, I like it. It's it's a cheaper alternative to Peloton. Plus, I didn't want to join the cult to Peloton because that kind of creeps me out a little bit. Uh, they've got some. They've, they're adding a lot of stuff to their app. You know, they've got the live classes, which I am never going to do. But they have a lot of the scenic rides, which I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are great. But it was a bit janky on setup. Um, you're supposed to like scan. You use your cell phone to like scan the serial number off the box, uh, but it wouldn't scan anything. So when I googled it, I. I mean, seriously, the 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 answer on their support forums is make yourself a Photoshop, uh, Photoshop up yourself a page with the serial number. Just type it in and then scan that. Really? Okay. <laughs> why why can't we just type in the serial number then? Why 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 with the whole photo and all that shit? I don't get it. Anyways, whatever. It is what it is. Uh, you know, and it's one of those things where there's all these different standards out there now, and nobody wants to play along with anybody else. Uh, the ability to hook it up to your to your iPhone and the Apple Fitness is super super janky. It's so bad that people are just saying don't even bother. And of course, Apple has no reason to do it because they want to push their own fitness product. They don't want to have other people's fitness products work. So there's all that. But it doesn't. It's fine. It's a it's a good exercise bike. Way cheaper than a Peloton. As good as a Peloton. It does it does what it needs to do. So I got a good sweat on the other day. All right. I'm surprised you just didn't get a rack, like one of the smart racks, and put your regular bike in. But I guess your regular bike's probably still in Santa Monica, isn't it? Yes, my regular bike is in Santa Monica, so that doesn't yeah. help. And and I wouldn't want to bring my bike inside the house and you know all the time and in and out and all that sort of stuff. And just bring the gr- it in for the winter, you know. Yeah, that's true. I guess, it, but whatever. Yeah. Friend now of the show, have- MXV, just brought his, and he got one of those smart ones and put a TV up in his in the room. So he's yeah. doing like 50, 60 miles a day, which I'm just like, doesn't your ass just hurt after that long? But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Those things do work, but uh, yeah, I'm going to not get this because I don't have to. Yeah, you don't, <laughs> I don't have, have to. winter. <laughs> I know. And uh, I remember we had a lot of hot dock talk. So I yes. saw this and I thought of you. This is the Kensington's SD5700T Thunderbolt 4 dock, which has all the ports you could need. So this does look pretty impressive. It's got 11 ports, 90 watts of power delivery, and transfer speeds of up to 40 gigabits. Uh, it provides it goes to 11. It goes to 11. So this has got all sorts of stuff. So I thought this might be of interest to you at some point. Okay. Well, I it would be, but I already bought the Bridgestone Pro <laughs> uh, yes. multi-port hub, which actually uh, works really good for me. It's got a ton of other ports. It's about 60 bucks less than the Kensington, mm-hmm. which is nice. Uh, I've had had a few issues with it with doing uh, uh, carbon copy cloner backups with two drives and mm-hmm. them just randomly unmounting, which is not good. That's not good. Uh, I need to do some more research on that one. I think it might have been the cables, though. I was using the wrong cables. But uh, it's a nice one. It gets hot as hell, though. But uh, for 240 bucks, it gets the job done. And I want to get the the sister item with that, which is the Bridge MacBook Vertical Dock for the um, MacBook Pro 16 inches. So if you have that, if you have the... The uh, Stone Pro and the vertical dock, it's pretty easy to just walk in and click it in and you're done, you know, right. have all your stuff together so it doesn't take up as much desk space. But it's pre-order only right now, so I'm going to wait till that hits the market in uh, January of 2027 and uh, give it a shot then. So, <laughs> but if anybody else has tried this, oh, the Kensington's on pre-order still, right? Uh, yes, it's not quite out yet, so. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, these jacks things, they, they work somewhat. So we'll see. We'll see. It's just, they're so fucking hot. Yeah. They do heat up. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. 
And as I was just scrolling about through Amazon, I saw something that uh, I believe I would use your nomenclature. Looks neat. This is the <laughs> Elago W3 Apple Watch stand compatible with Apple Watch Series 6 SE54321, 44mm, 42mm, 40mm, 38mm, classic white. It's just a cute little stand for your watch. Uh, it makes it look like a, an old school classic monitor. Okay. I, but, I, we've, I think we've talked about this on the show before when they first came out. May have. I don't yeah. know. I, I saw it again and I just thought it was cute. Yeah, it's cute. It's cute. It's. I, I just don't want to have to like sit there and plug it in like that every day. <laughs> it's like <laughs> when my thing goes on the charging stand, I never look at it. It's like I put it on, then I when I'm done at night, I pull it back off. That's it. Yeah, pretty much exactly. <laughs> That's kind of it. I I had to buy new uh, studio monitors for my bedroom setup. I got these Mackie studio monitors, those black and green ones you see everybody have. Yep. Little three inch speakers on them. Do not buy. Do not buy the Mackie studio monitors. When I first got them, the base was so bad, I actually had to put uh, tape over the holes on the back to knock the base down because there's no adjustments for it or anything like that. They're only 100 bucks, but they died after three years. The switches went bad on it, which I'm like, seriously? Yeah. My experience with Mackie is if you're spending under a grand for their monitors, they're not worth shit. Yeah, no. But they're I, incredibly I, good at the high-end pro level. Okay. So I've I found another set of hundred dollar ones because I'm just like I don't want to spend more than than I have to because these are literally just for my bedroom and if I need like to really sound check something I can plug in some headphones you know some good monitor headphones but I got the PreSonus Aris three point fives they're near field studio monitors about the same as the Mackie but they've got a few more uh, adjustments on them for uh, different room noise and things like that so. They get here tomorrow, so I'll check them out. But I just really had to tell people, man, just don't buy those fucking Mackies. They're garbage. And since you are Mr. Uh, Chef du jour, uh, I found this site called uh, Recipe Search. It's literally mm -hmm. it, Recipe Search. You can instantly search over 2 million recipes, and it is fast as hell. It is. It is. Um, I'm, I'm curious as to where these 2 million recipes were sourced from, because I did search for some of my like go-to recipes that I always use, and none of them came up. Um, so it's it's uh you know they, they don't seem to have bon appetit in the New York Times and all that sort of stuff. That's which probably I, copyright. They probably true. They, they know where the cease and desists lie. <laughs> true. So there you go. So that might explain it. Uh, found some good stuff in there, and yeah, it is fast. So it is so fast. Yeah, <laughs> I did sign up for uh, the New York Times cooking app for forty bucks a year, and so I had it on my iPad, mm -hmm. and I got some really good stuff out of that. Yeah, they've got great recipes. Yeah, it's pricey, but uh, it it really like when you're when you're at the end of your fucking rope with <laughs> what are we going to cook tonight? <laughs> yep, uh, it's really nice to be able to just dig into that. Hey, interesting! You get what you pay for. What a oh, what a novel concept, internet! Amazing, amazing. <laughs> uh, well, actually, on this next one, you do get a little more than you pay for. I got Pedometer Plus Plus, mm -hmm. which is just a, a cheap app. It's free app. Actually, it's that cheap that it's free, and I got it because it does one thing and it does one thing well. All I wanted was to add a step complication to my watch. That's it. Because with the health thing, you have to like click on it and scroll to find how many steps you had during the day. This thing, you, you plug it in. It's free. You set how many steps you want to do a day for your goal, and it just gives you a little monitor if you've hit it or not. That's it. All right. So it was fantastic. And uh, uh, I still have whatever you had me set up on my watch first, which tells me my step count, and I know what my goal is. So I can just go, hmm, that's not the number. I wonder if that's it. <laughs> it could have been. It's been so long ago because uh, I, I dumped my Fitbit finally because I, I don't need to. The reason I, I've been using a Fitbit for the past couple years now is because I was on my uh, treadmill desk 
and it, you know, the Apple watch does not really work well when you're on a treadmill desk and your hands are on the thing. Yeah. And I kept it because I had friends who were, were doing it and then they kind of all dropped off. So I'm like, you know what? Screw it. Let's just deal with the watch. I only need and one thing to worry about. Since my watch is actually on my wrist and it just involved a click, I can tell you that the app is called Steps app that you yeah, originally that, I, I thought that was it. Yeah. 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 Easy enough. Easy enough. At the library. So Brian, I'm, I did try to do parallel books here. I'm I'm working my way through the stand, which is very good, but very long. So mm -hmm. I took a I took a side mission, and I downloaded Star Trek: Picard: The Last Best Hope by okay. Noah McCormick. All right. Now, I've never been a Star Trek or Star Wars book fan. Now I know why. <laughs> They're not good. Uh, yeah. This is the story that is in between. Uh, like when uh, the Romulan star explodes and all that and them trying to get everything off and how it basically leading up to Star Trek Picard. This right. is one of the the many vessels that they've used. They have comic books and they've got a couple books that fill in that gap. Now, the problem with with me is if I if I read this book in word form, I probably would have <laughs> been fine with it because I could put the voices in my head, but I listened to it on Audible. Mm -hmm. Now, I know what Jordy LaForge sounds like, and I know what Jean-Luc Picard sounds like, and you, sir, are neither <laughs> of the two. So uh, thank you, Audible, for your generous refund policy. That one went right back in the, right back in the hopper. Got my credit right. back. <laughs> and I'm still slogging through the latest laundry files. I read it. It's okay. I get bored after 10 up. minutes, and I give put it, it down. Yeah, put I think it, I need to put it, it down. The problem is I've just been too lazy to search Amazon for something new. So. Mm. Okay. Well, check check our Discord channel. People have been yep. putting some new stuff up there with some new sci-fi writers I've never heard of. That is true. Security? Ha! We are joined again this week by Dave Bittner. Dave is the host of the CyberWire podcast and also the co-host of the social engineering podcast Hacking Humans with our friend Joe Kerrigan, as well as the co-host of Caveat with our other friend Ben Yellen, <laughs> where they discuss law and policy as well as surveillance and privacy. How's life out there in uh, D.C. adjacent land this week? Uh, it's OK. <laughs> it's OK. Uh, you know, How, how's just... the mood on the streets? <laughs> uh, it's all right. I, I think I, I don't I don't I don't think it really matters. Well, we're far enough away, you know, and as I as we recorded, the, I know, I'm probably about 20 miles away from the capital proper. So as a bird flies, but um, so it's not like they're in my backyard or anything, but in a way they are. And um, I, I it's just been draining this this past week. It's hard to feel like you're having any opportunity to get your energy back with just all this stuff happening. I, I know you guys talked about this in other parts of the show, but it just, it's sort of relentless. <laughs> you know? yeah. I, for me personally, I thought about, you know, oh, well, if once we get past the election, then things will be better. And then, well, once we get past, we put 2020 <laughs> behind us, things will be better. And uh, all those thoughts were adorable, weren't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, well, yeah. Hanging in there, hanging in there. Good times. Well, uh, your rant last week on uh, rant? Directed, what directed, rant? directed to rant? us. Your, your <laughs> diffusing, rant? your diffusing of your angst and anger. Hmm. Let's just say. I, may, I think I blocked it out. Yes. Uh, well, fortunately, well, our fans did. Clips not. have been made. They have been yeah. posted and yeah. disseminated. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
That was good. It was a hit. Yeah. It was a hit. Let's yes. just say it was a hit. <laughs> <laughs> and but, uh, uh, as, as per usual, when any of us on, on these shows uh, talk about any of our problems and our missteps, shall we say, with our tech, uh, people are always ready to be very helpful. So we did have, a, mm-hmm. have another mm-hmm. pointed out uh, uh, tip here for you, Dave, from Allison. Please tell mm-hmm. Dave to run Mac OS Disk Utility, usually a repair of the disk and of the permissions. They might have renamed it to a single first aid step. We'll fix a disk that broke during migration, which is, of course, very helpful three weeks later. <laughs> well, I, I, I appreciate uh, Allison taking the time to send that in and uh, the, the thoughtfulness of, of her sending that over to us. So thank you very much, Allison. Uh, I did try that step. I did try the, the built-in disk repair, and unfortunately it was to no avail. Um, I have recovered many of the missing files. Uh, I will say a couple of the files I realized that I have not been able to get uh, back uh, which I may be uh, having a little side conversation with you about, Jason, where my <laughs> my 4K scan of Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, oh, the, the important the work machine. Huh, interesting. And my collection of all five seasons of The Muppet Show. Ah, oh, okay. So none of these have- are... None of these yes. are difficult to get back, but you kind of need to know somebody who has a, a direct line to uh, Sweden. To uh, a it, Swedish so. chef, perhaps. Yes, <laughs> Sweet, yes, yes <laughs> absolutely. Beardy, yes. beardy defiles. <laughs> Download in defiles. Bork, bork, borked. Your Mac got borked. <laughs> yes, that's what happened. My Mac got borked. So a little other follow-up story on there. I talked to Jordan Harbinger about your woes and because uh, he was telling me about his new iMac that he bought because he did the same thing and <laughs> it hosed his iMac. And he's like, I'm just going to buy a new one and plug in my time machine backup that I fortunately unplugged before migration. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, uh, great, great, Jordan. So he had that one. And uh, it happened to me, actually. I was... Uh, trying to do some work on my old Mac Air, my MacBook Air that I'm getting rid of because I got the new M1, and I came across the same thing you did. It was gone. It was just... Your time machine was gone. No, no, no. Just the, the drive he was gone. It, in the middle of, Come on. Well, yeah. I, for, <laughs> I, my time machine was fine, but I, I imagine if I'd have left it plugged in, it yeah. wouldn't have mattered because the main drive and everything was gone. And <sighs> I did do uh, the disk utility, obviously, and it was just like, yeah, that disk is empty. You have to format it. There is nothing there. I was like, wow, it really, that really is a problem. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So two things come to mind. First of all, I'm sorry that, that this happened to you. Uh, second of all, I'm happy that this happened to you because <laughs> it means I, I, it wasn't just me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yes. always, Misery loves company. To, yes. Right. It's good to share your misfortune to know that it, what, it, you're in the same boat with other people. So yeah. how interesting. It's interesting also to me that I haven't seen widespread reporting of this. You'd think this is the kind of thing that the circles that we all run in, something like this would bubble up on Twitter or somewhere, but uh, interesting that it's hit three out of three of us who happen to be doing similar kinds of media management and so on and so forth. Yeah, I think the I think the thing nowadays is it's just we're, we've we've had it happen so many times. It's just like oh shit, this again. It's Once not again. even worth it's not even <laughs> worth tweeting about. You know, it's like that's a good point. Eh. 
And uh, fortunately for me, I was, I mean, I was preparing that uh, MacBook Air for, you know, resell. So it's like, okay, the drive is gone. Fine. It's actually convenient. It's actually (laughs) convenient. I just have to like go into the, you know, disk tools recovery mode and, and then it uh, like put on a an older version of the OS, and then I just did another upgrade to Big Sur again, and this time yeah. it worked. And then I just had a clean machine, which is what I was going for anyway. So that part yeah. didn't really matter. But I still did have my time machine back if I had to pull it over. But um, yeah, it was just really like, oh, Dave was telling the truth. I was. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to back you up on this one, Dave. That, I didn't uh, make it up, guys. Yeah. I didn't make it up. <laughs> well, we know how many cocktails you like to have around the office when yeah. nobody's around. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh boy. Well, my first my first bit here is I didn't even have to read the article on this one because I this is I have a completely different take on this. The title of the article is Ben Gurion University Target Targeted by Cyber Attack. Um, Oh, no, they didn't. Talk about (laughs) – I'm like, okay, the people who are the scariest motherfuckers on the planet when it comes Mm -hmm. to computer intrusions, you want to go after them? Yeah. Yeah. I figured this is going to be a short story because there's just going to be a couple extra bodies that show up around the world. And people will be like, yeah, he had an accident. (laughs) No, that's it. It's done. It's, It's over with. Right. It'll happen in some sort of strange way. Like someone was using, I don't know, their their, their iPhone will explode. Right. <laughs> yeah, yes. Basically. And it turns out, and it happened because someone had a laser in a parking lot across the way that they'd, they'd, they'd hit a window and made it resonate. And that created a mic- microwave energy that then resonated with the phone and had it burst into flames or something. You know, it, they, they will, it will befall yeah. them the same way that Ben Gurion does all of their research. They will, <laughs> they will be motivated to go after these people yeah. yeah it doesn't seem very smart to me if you're going to go after somebody uh maybe it was a random attack but if you do your homework this would i don't know ben gurion would be a place <laughs> i would avoid yeah it seems almost as crazy as i don't know say attacking the capital well <laughs> yeah you actually ben gurion attacking ben gurion is a lot crazier than attacking the capital because you know it, that ain't going to work. The other thing kind of worked. Anyway, yes, air gap computers everywhere have exploded, killing their target. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, mysteriously. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. And, of course, you know, with everything that happened, use of Clearview AI facial recognition tech spiked as law enforcement seeks to identify the capital mob to what I say is basically why. I mean, they posted it on Facebook themselves. We have video. Mm-hmm. We have we have parlor chat. We have just about everything that you can find. Why do well, they even need to bother to use Clearview? Because well, as we're increasingly in. seeing, there there seems to be two separate uh, two separate groups that that were involved in this. The the morons that posted their selfies, and then the people wearing the tactical gear running around in the background. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but they're also, I mean, all of that publicly available photography and video is being fed into Clearview to see, to match it up with other things, other places. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think somebody made a good point, which is worth remembering here, which is that facial recognition is bad, even if it's being used against someone you don't like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I, I mean, we we talked about that earlier on the show that it's just like, this is... The ramifications of everything that's happening right now are going to be far and wide because, yes, we've talked about how this is bad for so long. And now that they get to use it for something for good, it's like, oh, are they going to get really trigger happy and use it a lot more? Or, you know, where are things going to get rolled back? How is this going to play out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
What yeah. if it's successful? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And along those lines, yeah. uh, Senator Mark Warner, the incoming chair of the Senate Intelligence Committee, is asking mobile carriers and social media platforms to preserve content and associated metadata that may be connected to the attack on the U.S. Capitol. Uh, he said in a statement Saturday that he had contacted the CEOs of AT&T, T-Mobile, Verizon, Apple, Facebook, Gab, Google, Parler, which we are about to discuss, <laughs> uh, Signal, mm-hmm. Telegram, and Twitter. Now, the interesting thing about this, and this is a conversation we often have in this segment, uh, all of these companies routinely, well, not Parler or Gab, all of these companies routinely comply with court-issued preservation orders um, issued during criminal investigations, but this is not that. This is an informal request. Well, fortunately hmm. for them, we know that, that nothing is ever deleted. Move on to the next story. Okay, <laughs> well, let's move right on to the next story then. Yes. Yes, uh, 70 terabytes of Parler's user messages, videos, and posts leaked by security researchers. This, of course, includes things that were supposedly deleted and our Twitter broke up with uh, set visibility to zero posts. Yeah, mm-hmm. eight years of yelling at people that nothing is ever deleted. Everything is just visibility set to zero. Finally, some fucking vindication. Thank you, Internet. Yeah, no, this is a bit of a f- crazy story about how it happened, of course. it's uh, uh, Reddit users are claiming that this scrape was made possible because of Twilio, an American cloud communications platform that provided Parler with phone number verification services. Uh, they cut their ties with Parler just about the same time that everybody did. Everybody, uh, and yeah. this uh, apparently allowed hackers to deduct that it was possible to create users and verified accounts without verification. And then they were able to get behind the login box API user for content delivery, which allowed them to see which users had moderator rights, which in turn allowed them to reset the passwords of those users with the simple forgot password function. And since there were no longer authenticated emails, they were able to access admin accounts with ease and therefore basically get absolutely everything, including real estate driver's licenses, which were used to (laughs) verify citizens on Parler. So how do you guys feel about this? Couldn't have happened to a nicer group of people. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Um, how is this not in violation of the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act? It, it 100%, 100% is. is. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> there's no. It 100% is. I, I, if Sandra butts about it, yeah. You know, okay. the, there's there's the schadenfreude and there's the bad things happening to bad people feeling. But uh, obviously, this is incredibly against the law. And, I, you know, you can you can justify yourself as Robin Hood all you want, but this never should have happened. It's interesting to me that when, again, when we're doing this sort of thing against, quote unquote, bad guys, people we don't like, and just let me be clear, in my mind, these folks are bad guys and people I don't like. Uh, that's my personal opinion. But when we're doing that, the people who are doing the the scraping are security researchers. Mm-hmm. And when it's against people we do like, they're hackers and, and um, you know, threat actors. Yes, the white hat has gotten a little bit gray on this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah quite a bit, quite a yeah. bit. I mean, yeah, no, I, this, I think, this shouldn't uh, happen. And, and you know, we can say uh, they uh, this kind of scrape should just go to some sort of shadowy government agency, or not even shadowy, just the FBI, who are going after these people. This is mm-hmm. helpful to them. Should it right. have been put up for everyone to look at? No. Here's right. the other thing, right. though. Uh, is this legal for the FBI to use because it was stolen? It's stolen information. So, is there is there precedent where the FBI can actually even use this data? Is this something that is you know legally admissible, or does it screw up their cases when they try and go after these people? 
You know, this well, might be. This we might were doing be really good at like uh, rolling into next stories, which uh, my next <laughs> comment is we aren't lawyers, much less constitutional lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm glad that you all are helping write uh, my next episode of Caveat with Ben Yellen, because these are all questions that I will be asking him uh, yeah. next time he and I speak. Yeah. So this this parlor thing is definitely troubling. Uh, every aspect of parlor is troubling and parlor's uh, subsequent basically demise. I mean, I guess they're making noises about trying to come back. And, and that was some... <laughs> that caused a lot of people a lot of fun on Twitter saying, oh, yeah, you're just going to migrate to a new service in a couple days and rebuild from mm -hmm. the ground up in a few days. Although, given how secure the system seems to have actually have been, it seems to have been kind of duct taped together to begin with. So maybe they can move it pretty quickly. to a They new hired service. fresh talent to build the thing in the first place. So. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. 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 It for seems. Security. Yes, it seems as though they were under-resourced on the security side of things, for sure. And moderation. Um, mm -hmm. Well, yeah. <laughs> wasn't that kind of the point, though, of Parler, is, is we're not moderating, right? That was, was. That was, that was a selling mm -hmm. point. That was a feature, not a bug. Right, right. That was their differentiating <laughs> factor. Yeah. Um, I, I guess on the one hand, I mean, I, I see the value in this of, of obviously gathering up all this data for law enforcement, particularly when we're talking about things like photos and videos with the, the riot at the Capitol that evidently Parler did not strip any EXIF data from photos and, and so on. So that could all be very useful for law enforcement, and I see there's value there. I, the thing that troubles me is suppose – and I've never been on Parler, so I don't really know how it works, but I'm imagining – um, if private messages between people were to become public, um, I, I don't, I, I, that makes me feel icky. I don't think that's the right way to go with this. Yeah. And again, even if they were deleted, those private messages, they weren't deleted. Um, right. as we've discovered, there's only one account on any social network that we're aware of that actually can delete messages. And that's Mark Zuckerberg's personal, uh, Facebook messenger account. That's it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> It's good to be the king. Yes, it is. Yeah. So, And uh, Holly wrote in and said, would you guys kindly have a segment on the show regarding the First and Fifth Amendments? They kind of go together like peas and carrots. What types of speech are protected by the First Amendment and what is not? How this is related to privately owned platforms, even if those platforms like big tech are viewed as monopolies. How those things not protected by the First Amendment are often covered in a company's terms of service. As an IT professional, not a lawyer, I'm exhausted just listening to these people. And I know you guys are friends with more than a few lawyers. Maybe we can make pamphlets or an instructional powerpoint much appreciated love the show <laughs> and uh like i said i mean we we aren't lawyers we aren't much less constitutional lawyers and all i will say about this is some clarification would be nice and that sort of clarification is something we've actually kind of been screaming for on this segment for quite some time um people don't really seem to know yeah yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think it's a job for Ben Yellen, who is yes. a constitutional lawyer. <laughs> so uh, why don't I get him on the horn and let's see if we can get him to maybe join us either next week or in an upcoming episode. Mm -hmm. And we can address this directly and maybe get Holly's questions answered by someone who actually knows what he's talking about and isn't just talking out of his ass like us. Yeah. Excellent. That would be good. Because <laughs> I, uh, I, I have questions. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. No, it's it's nice to uh, be able to ask questions of people who actually know what they're doing rather than just spewing ass facts. 
<laughs> I think you should rename caveat to uh, get yelling on the horn. That's, <laughs> that's a good. That's really, a good what it comes name. down to get yelling on the horn. Yeah, I could like just that. see like an like an old police captain sitting there where he's got the bat phone on one side and he's got the other phone on the other. He's like, get yelling on the horn. We need right, help. <laughs> right, right, absolutely. <laughs> These people are asking questions about the First and Fifth Amendment. Get yelling on the horn. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I love it. All right. I'll see if I can't get that done. Uh, in the meantime, uh, gosh, I hope we have an opportunity to rest up and get our energy back here. I Eight don't days. Think I doubt likely, it. But <laughs> <laughs> Someday, gents, we're going to have to, I don't know, I'm, maybe we'll be out in a, a catamaran somewhere uh, out you know, near some beautiful tropical island with – uh, fruity drinks in our hands with little umbrellas in them and we'll look back on this and we'll all down our drinks quickly and say that sucked. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll wake up and we're back to where we started. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. All right, guys. We'll uh, hang in there and I will talk to you guys next week. All righty. Moron of the week. Brian, because our moron cup overfloweth <laughs> I decided let's just have some heroes today. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a cancer doctor in Arkansas who wiped out more than $600,000 in medical debt for his former patients. Amazing. That guy deserves a medal. Yep. More than actually more than $650,000 in unpaid medical bills. He was closing down his practice. He didn't need the money. And he said, here you go, guys. We're just, we're wiping the, wiping the slate clean. Unfortunately, he hasn't been claiming that the election was rigged or stolen, so he will not be getting the National uh, Medal from Trump. No, he won't. No, he won't. Uh, and we do have another person that does deserve a cape. And this is the disgruntled employee that changed the State Department's <laughs> website to say that Trump's term ended yesterday. I was so excited. I, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, oh, somebody's having fun over there. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, do, do they know something we don't know? I'm like, no, you dumbasses. This is a kid who's got the keys to the castle. <laughs> Good times. Good times. But and, and of course, we do have to have a moron of the week. I can't let this one go because it came up on TV this morning. <laughs> super spreader swinger party busted in South Central L.A. Now, you try and say super spreader swinger party five times fast. I, I was actually just more stuck on if I were to attend a swingers party, I would prefer one in Beverly Hills, not South Central. Exactly. <laughs> they were showing video. I, there's actually a link to the video in the show notes if you want to watch it. They've got stripper poles. They've got beds with condoms laid out. They've got cages for people. And the people that are getting uh, uh, led out of there, I'm pretty sure a lot of them might have been swingers, but there was a lot of hoes. Let's just hmm. say there was a lot of hoes. I do hope they were all wearing masks. <laughs> None of them. Not a goddamn one of them. The sheriffs were handing out masks on the way out. That's why it's called a super spreader event, Brian. No, I know. I was. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired. Oh, yes. They were wearing leather masks. I think that's what you're trying to get. There we go. <laughs> Ball gags. Brick a brick. And uh, I just have this in Brickaback. Uh, I'm an actual real homeowner for the first time in my life, as opposed to condos where most of the stuff is taken care of for you. But I found this list over on Lifehacker, which is occasionally useful. So it's how to put your home maintenance on autopilot this year. It is basically everything that you need to do to keep your home up and running uh, at peak efficiency. So go through the list, uh, pop it in your schedule of choice, your calendar of choice, and have your lady in the tube remind you each each weekend exactly how it's going to be ruined because you have shit you need to be doing. 
Oh yeah, this is this is old hat. I know this is your first house, but I've lived <laughs> in this house for like five or six years, and I'm the handyman around here, so I have alerts for everything. Yeah, I, I spent the weekend popping things into my calendar, so I know exactly what I won't be doing having beer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I do have to say the nest is nice because it does tell me when I have to change my uh, my Filters. furnace filter. Yep, that's that's a nice one. That's a nice feature. Feedback loop. Over at Patreon, we've got Martin, Scott, Yan, S. Beezes, and Robert. And over at PayPal, we have Navapol, Breed, Andrew, Mark, Michael, Ralph, and Elizabeth. Thank you all so much. Uh, over at Twitter, basically, we got everything that's covered elsewhere, amplified, and a, a crap ton of set visibility to zero posts. So thank you, everybody. <laughs> I'm glad people actually paid attention and remembered that. That's I know. So it was nice. It actually felt really good. I was like, hey, that's one of our things. <laughs> yeah, finally. <laughs> all right. Martin writes in and he says, not the one throwing money at you all the time. Well, get on it, Martin. You know, you got a namesake to protect there. I've listened to every episode from you guys, but have never heard you cover anything in regards to Venmo. This may interest our local furry friend, too. And Dave says, indeed, I would like to use this story on hacking humans, so we'll pass it along to him. My wife recently sent a small transaction to a friend, which triggered the both of them to receive a ton of friend requests on Venmo. Shortly after, she received a text message from a different friend and her mother confirming the payments she had asked for. She was baffled as she had obviously not asked for anything. It turns out her friend and mother had received a message from quote-unquote her, claiming she was at the store and had forgotten her purse. She needed $42 to check out and would pay them right back. My wife quickly changed her password, and I went ahead and disconnected all devices from her account in the security settings just in case. I thought at first that her Venmo account had been compromised, but it turns out that it was a lot simpler than that. Somebody simply looked her up on Venmo, all accounts are public by default, used her first and last name, as well as her profile picture, and sent her friends payment requests at random asking for money. The people simply recognized her profile picture and accepted the transaction. The fact that you can freely change your profile picture, first and last name, as well as username, as many times as you want, and without any verifications or any checks at all from the Venmo app, boggles my mind. You would think that a company which is solely used to transfer money in between parties would have had a modicum of basic security checks in place. Considering you need to link a bank account or credit or debit card to your Venmo account in order to cash out, it should not be possible to change your Venmo account's name to anything but what's on your account slash cards. To further add insult to injury, because transfers are instant on Venmo, there is no way for people to recover their money through Venmo, and the only possibility for people that have been scammed to do so is to contact their bank directly, which is an open door for the bank and Venmo to simply throw the ball at each other until the victim simply gives up. Fuck Venmo. Regardless of whether the transactions are legit or fraudulent, they make money. So who gives a shit, right? So long as their terms and conditions state they won't do anything for you, they're in the right. <laughs> well, I mean, a, a financial social network, what could possibly go wrong? Yeah. Uh, caveat it, who enter. started Venmo? Wasn't that Pud from Fucked Company? Uh, I, I can't remember. Him. I think, I don't know. I, I yeah. fucking hate Venmo. It's the millennial Gen Z money app of choice. Uh, just don't use it. Almost every bake now allows for easy money transfers. There's still PayPal. There's no fees for transferring money between friends. Venmo filled a niche briefly. Now everybody else has been caught up with like regulations and shit, and they just went and did it. Um, and why the fuck does anybody want money transfers to be publicly listed on a timeline with cute emojis? What yeah, the fuck yeah. is 
that about? Do I give a shit that Linda sent Rhonda $25 for champagne and salad emojis? No, I fucking do not. And is this an incredible vector for hacking? Yes, it fucking is. (laughs) So I was wrong. It wasn't Pud. Pud actually did one, though, that was the first one, I think, to have that public timeline. Mm. And I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, it's just dumb. It's dumb. It's dumb. I actually didn't know this about Venmo. I actually turned it on about two days ago because somebody (laughs) that I know needed to transfer money to somebody and didn't have a Venmo account. I'm like, I got one like from 2010. Right. And I'm like, oh, okay. Put my bank account in. Then I read this and I'm like, oh, take out that bank account. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, I I have Venmo because a couple of my friends, that's that's all they have. And, you know, there you go. But it's just you see the timeline. It's like, I don't I don't want to know what other people are buying or doing. And I don't want them to know what I'm doing. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. Yeah. Anyways, Mark writes in a story for your consideration, and thanks for doing what you do. And this is from the BBC. Somerset cattle grid mistaken for wall by car sensors. Uh, Cars have come (laughs) off the road trying to cross a cattle grid after sensors mistook it for a wall and slammed on the brakes. The city or the county council said the grid had been causing a very real danger to road users uh, where they are. It was cut into a steep hill and it appeared to be an instruction to modern car sensors, which automatically apply the brakes. They have now spent 70,000 pounds ironing out the problem by creating a virtually smooth ride across the grid, which is what they've had to do to deal with these things. Um, you know, we've, we've talked a lot about, uh, about self-driving cars and the bias, uh, racial bias in them. This is just more bias, in my opinion, as I'd imagine developers are often focused on urban environments, which we've documented a ton in this podcast. They can't even really handle fake stop signs at this point. Now multiply this a thousandfold for rural roads and all the various things that you're going to come across there. It's a problem. Oh man, I think I figured out some, a new one. We basically you take a take a uh, like like a brick wall picture, you mm-hmm. know, just just paint a brick wall on the road, but you keystone Wiley Coyote it. style, exactly. But you keystone it right, so to the car it looks like it's vertical for, <laughs> from the camera and the sensors, so it looks like it's coming up on a wall and it just stops. Right, you know, you don't even have to do like you know build in a cow crossing or whatever. <laughs> you can just actually go out there and spray paint this thing at about probably 10 minutes and really screw with traffic. Ooh, that might be fun. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Armchair Rambo says, Hey guys, I have a request. Will you give the brave browser a try again? I tried brave last year and said, fuck it's mining crypto. It overheated my machine with the Google homepage. Christ. Also, it was slow sort of as fuck highly suspect pass. Now I get it. Their concept is to allow commerce on your gear and allow you to opt in or out of monetizing yourself through ad buyers and skipping brokers like Facebook and Google. Maybe you get $10 in crypto for $20 in electricity, but hey, good model. It works perfectly, but I'm still sort of pissed about the earlier fuckery. What do you think? Oops, just re-listened to the last episode. <laughs> Please continue with Brave Evaluation. <laughs> Looking at you, Brian. Your opinions are very much welcome. Stay calm and carry on, gentlemen. You bring value to the time spent. Uh, I am perfectly happy with my combo of Vivaldi still for day-to-day laptop browsing and Safari on my mobile devices. I, I don't have an M1 uh, laptop, which Brave is now optimized for. And uh, I'm pretty cheesed off by their past tactics, so I don't plan on revisiting them anytime soon, unless, of course, my browser guru, you, Jason, tells <laughs> me I should. But uh, the, yeah, those early missteps are enough to turn me off to them as a company. Yeah, yeah, I have thoughts about that, which are basically, uh, you know, I'm trying it now because I did want to try it on the M1. It is fast. It is. It's also optimized for Intel processors as well. It works pretty good. Uh, I left it open on my laptop, and I only had that open 
nothing going and I left the activity monitor going so I could see what it was doing with the processor. Mm-hmm. Like in the old days where it would just spin up to 100% every, you know, 10 seconds out of every minute. It doesn't do that anymore. That's fine. Um, it still comes built in with all this like crypto crap that it tries to get you to sign up for and sponsored ads on the, the start page, which you can disable. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But it, I mean, it's 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 a decent browser. It does what it says on the tin. It's Chromium based, so it's up to speed with almost everything. It's just, you know, it's I yeah, I got a bad taste in my mouth from what they did before, and also the guy who founded it, you know, <laughs> Mister JavaScript. Yeah. Covered that story too many times to go into again, but uh, uh, yeah, I don't trust Brave, and I don't trust Brendan Ike, and. So I think I'm just going to stick with what I got right now. And if I have to, I'll use Safari. Fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> Using go. Safari is, is actually not bad because it, then it does at least sync your bookmarks. But half the shit that I need doesn't work. And Vivaldi takes care of the rest. Yep. Scott writes in, big fan, longtime listener, GOG clan member, VIP 77. So- Brian, who is shacked up in Canada, might check the CBC news site. After laughing so hard at Dave Bittner's computer backup disaster, I saw this the next day. Funny stuff, perhaps not suitable for all children, but damn, how does this get made? And uh, this is a Danish kids show about a man with a magic penis, which is innocent and goofy, says TV critic. Yeah, this was a... This was uh, doing the rounds during all the craziness, so it was kind of like a, here's a funny story to distract you from all the shit. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it's a children's TV show about a man who's unnaturally long and magic penis gets him into all sorts of trouble, just like me, is very Danish and nothing to fret over, says a TV critic who watched every episode. It's a claymation show called John Dillermond, which basically roughly translates to John Wienerman. And, yeah, I have no idea how something like this gets made, but. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is an innocent little show and it's funny. You know, it's not everything has to be sexualized. So. Some people like to make fun of their wieners. It's, that's the way things are. It's no big deal. I don't think it's a big deal. It, it, things are different over there. It's, it's, I know. guess so. I mean, you know, I wouldn't care if this aired at, uh, you know, Cartoon Network at night. But uh, the fact that it's actually four kids is a little bit crazy. I think it's pretty funny that he can play tennis with himself with his own wiener. That's pretty That's pretty clever. Yeah, I, I call that Sunday. Good. Oh, <laughs> Fiend of the show Barrett writes in, I know you've probably been through most of the new stuff on the streaming site, so I thought I'd suggest a film to you that I'm pretty certain you'll both enjoy. The catch is that it does have subtitles, but the story and cinematography are amazing. The movie is called Control, that's with a K and two L's, filmed in 2003. The first time I saw this, I was actually in in a Budapest hostel backpacking my way around Europe. Here's the YouTube link to the full film. It's also available via Sweden, Amazon, etc. Enjoy and stay grumpy. And he he follows up with, and also, no thanks, Dell's new monitors have a dedicated Microsoft Teams button. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I suppose if you're working in an all-Microsoft shop that uses Teams, it would be quite convenient. Otherwise, uh, no thank you. I'll pass. Yeah. If it came with your company (laughs) monitor, but why would you have this at home? You could just click on an icon. Everybody's working at home now, I suppose. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Neil writes in, hi, Grumps, in episode 490, you talked about Rune. Have a look at Subsonic. You can open it on anything essential, including video. Subsonic, your complete personal media streamer. You can just buy a lifetime license, but it works for with audio for free. All right. Okay. Another Everybody streamer. check it out. And Michael says, I have nostalgic memory of Johnny Mnemonic for no good reason. That's right. <laughs> 
I should have left it in the past and not rewatched it on Amazon Prime, but watched I did. The opening date was January 17th, 2021. For a movie from 1995, it had some eerie predictions of 2021. There was a worldwide pandemic occurring. People suffered information overload from the internet, and corporations reigned supreme. The stuff it got wrong is just quaint and amusing. Well, the movie's just bad. I mean, it's bad. And, uh... I put a video in here, the black shakes, let's go and watch the black shakes, which is what they get when they have too much technology. And it's got Henry Rollins in a very Henry <laughs> Rollins role. He was just big. There's nothing more nineties than Henry Rollins. I know. I know. And Henry <laughs> Rollins being a scientist, it was just even funnier. <laughs> Good stuff. Chris yeah. writes in, I blame Jason. And this is a link from bleeping computer. WhatsApp, share your data with Facebook or delete your account. After WhatsApp updated its privacy policy in terms of service on Monday with additional info on how it handles users' data, basically, <laughs> good luck. Uh, the company is now notifying users through the mobile app that starting February, they will be required to share their data with Facebook. From the article, Facebook said, respect for your privacy is coded into our DNA. Mm -hmm. And he says, I personally blame Jason for this because it's obvious Zuck listens to the show. Follow Jason's recommendation to watch the Human Nature CRISPR doc and has successfully edited out the pesky privacy shit from the Facebook's genome. So F you very much, Mr. DeFilippo. For God's sake, please don't share any history editing tools with the tool. Okay. Uh, well, actually, Brian, you're the one that uh, did the CRISPR doc recommendation, I believe. True. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, so I guess it's my about... fault. Yeah, it's all your fault. It's okay. not mine. <laughs> Craig said, did you see the Waymo news? Self-driving pioneer Waymo dumps the term self-driving. Now they're going with fully autonomous. Uh, six of one, half dozen of the other, tomato, tomato. Does it really fucking matter? Uh, yes. This is an argument that I make on the show all the time. Words do matter. And I'm actually very <laughs> impressed that this came out of Waymo. They said, this is more than just a branding or linguistic exercise, Waymo said in a blog post uh, published on Wednesday. Precision in language matters and could save lives. Yes, it does. Thank you. I'm impressed. But does the technology work? Is it No, I mean, I, I don't care about that. I'm just talking about English right now. Okay, fine. <laughs> Tim writes in, a little outside your wheelhouse, but fun nonetheless. And this is from GuitarWorld.com. And uh, yes, this made the rounds with all my musician friends pretty quickly, and it is hilarious. Uh, conspiracy theorists share a schematic for 5G clip chip that they claim is implanted in COVID-19 vaccines, only it's actually for the boss metal zone, a guitar uh, pedal. And nice. it's very fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sadly, we have no iTunes reviews. Get on it. So if you want your question or comment read on the show, head on over to GOG.show slash contact and send us your feedback or questions that we can read on the air. And please head over to GOG.show slash review and toss us a five-star and snarky review. We miss you guys. You've been slacking. Slacking, I tell you, slacking. Closing shout out. And a big shout out to the Hall of Fame Los Angeles Dodgers manager, Tommy Lasorda, mainstay in Los Angeles, celebrity, a route town, who passed away at 93. Sad news. He was amazing. All right. And hat tip to our friend Michaela over on Discord for keeping the show running over there. We really appreciate all the work that you do for us. Yeah, us. Thank you so much for us. that. Yes. <laughs> and uh, rest in peace. Peaceful transition to power. Even with Nixon, you made it 245 years, but I guess we have to reset that sign. Zero <laughs> <Yeah>. years. 
<laughs> oh, well. Until next time, I'm Brian Schulmeister. And I'm Jason DeFilippo. Thanks for listening to Grumpy Old Geeks. If you like us, please head over to GOG.show slash donate to help us out. And if you uh, sign up for Patreon, you do get early releases of the ad-free version of the show. We will love you forever. And you can go over to GOG.show slash shop and pick up some swag when we can get it working. It's there's stuff up there, but I I'm just I fear every time I try and get something approved now that they're gonna take the store down again. <laughs> yeah. If you can't do any of that, just pass the show along to a friend, really. Word of mouth keeps us growing and we really appreciate it. Show notes for this episode are at GOG.show slash four nine one. From there you can find links to old episodes, leave feedback, ask questions, donate to the show, buy our swag, and get links to stuff we like, and we will never set visibility to zero. Stay grumpy. It's NAS, right? Yeah, the black shape. Like half the people on the planet. Let me tell you something so you get this straight. It's not my work that got her this way. My work is clean. Besides, you don't get this shit from amp jobs. That's just a myth. So what does cause it? What causes it? The world causes it. This causes it. This causes it. This causes it. Information overload. All the electronics around you poisoning the airwaves. Technological fucking civilization. But we still have all this shit because we can't live without it. Let me do my work. <laughs>